Welcome to the People and Performance Podcast, offering tips and expert insights into the strategic capabilities, behaviors, and results needed to grow and sustain employee performance. The HR Management Institute Canada Conference happens at the JW Marriott Park in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia from the 6th to the 8th of November 2022. The theme for this year's event is Imagine, Invent and Ignite Future Ready Work Strategies to Ensure Ongoing Organisational Success. And our very own Chris Bjorling, usual co-host of this show, is a speaker at the conference. So Chris and I thought, let's kick off season six with a very special event preview episode. I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Chris. And if you do, please remember to like, comment and subscribe. Chris, it's my pleasure to have you on as a guest on the People and Performance podcast today. Well, thank you, Bill. I feel so weird sitting on this side of the microphone thinking that I am now a guest, not a person who gets to ask questions. So I'm excited, though. Go for it. Okay, he says he's excited, but uh, there, there should be a bit of nervousness in there because I'm going to throw the hard-hitting questions at Chris today. Uh, hey, Chris, for, for first-time listeners, why don't you just take 30 to 60 seconds and introduce yourself? Excellent. My name is Chris Bjorling. I am the founder of Fidelo Inc. And I, we are a consulting and technology company that has produced uh, results for organizations since the late 1980s. Um, we do custom work for all things HR. So whether it's process or whether it's tools or whether it's integrating different systems together through tool and different tool usage to make a customer experience better or a user experience better. That's the kind of stuff that we do. And I've been doing this a long time. Lots of organizations, big, small, um, well-known, unknown. Uh, and it's just been a its a pure pleasure. And what's been even more of a pleasure has been starting this, our People in Performance podcast uh, with Bill here. Uh, that has been so fun to have different guests on from different areas, from different companies. Here are their successes. Here are their thoughts. Uh, it's just been brilliant for us. So I appreciate it. So that's me. Thank you very much. Yep, it's been a lovely journey so far on the People and Performance podcast listeners. Uh, we, we've published loads of episodes by this point. Uh, so this is this is the first episode of season six, and there are dozens and dozens of, of episodes with awesome thought leaders in the in the world of HR, performance, talent, and leadership. So do check out other episodes, please. But as I mentioned in the introduction, this episode today is going to focus on an event. Uh, which is happening in beautiful British Columbia uh, this weekend. So um, we're recording this on Friday the 4th of November, and it's going to go live later today or tomorrow um, in, in the build-up to the event. Um, the event, as I mentioned in the intro, is called the HR Management Institute Canada Conference. Chris, tell our listeners all about the conference. Yeah, this is a conference that I've contributed at for the last several years. Even through COVID, we had a, we had a you know, a... Uh, an online presence for at least one of them so that it was there that I was in, but the conference is in it. It moves back and forth in Canada from East side to the West side. So usually North of Toronto, Toronto last year, we were in Ottawa. Um, and then now this year we're back in Vancouver, which is gorgeous. And I can't wait to get on a plane and get out there. 
and see it. Um, but the conference is is really and has historically been one that I've enjoyed because it it has up to date topics. It's very fresh. It's very focused on providing pieces of information and having different speakers, both um, vendors like myself that that may be there and to talk about successes we've had with other companies, but also the organizations themselves that have done something really wonderful inside there. And they get the chance to um, brag about it and show about it and talk about it because it's eye-opening to a lot of the, the participants when they come, they just see these fresh ideas and it gives the the participants that are showing up to the conference that just a different perspective and a take um, of some things that they might want to try in their own organizations with them, you know, and see how the success goes there. Uh, bottom line, though, it's a great chance to meet other HR professionals, share stories, discuss things. You see a lot of the networking being some of the most valuable pieces of, of time that are spent out there. People just, you know, thinking of things, talking about things. How did you handle this? How oh, I handled that, you know, especially as we're coming out of the COVID experience, kind of mostly maybe, you know, out of the great resignation, kind of mostly maybe, you know, heading into the great re-engagement, you know all these different things. We put out these phrases, but really it comes down to, Hey, what do we do differently to engage and to develop people and to retain them um, and keep moving forward to satisfy the business needs and do it in a way that people are enjoying being part of our, our team, part of our culture, uh, part of the fit that's in that company. So that networking is just critical as we go forward. Okay. Wonderful. That was a good overview, Chris. It sounds like you've done that before. Um, okay, so uh, your session is called Focusing on an Employee Experience that Drives Your Business and Retains Your People. Sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty helpful. Uh, tell me about the talk and what attendees can expect to take away from it. Yeah, I get a really quick 15 minutes to talk about a couple things. And really, it's to to hit the lever on this concept of the employee experience, driving business results and retaining employees. Uh, we've been doing this for years. We may be, have been making bespoke systems and focusing in on three different aspects of the organization. Those aspects of the organization uh, include the strategy of the organization, uh, what the organization is trying to achieve long term, where they're going, what are the process steps in between, uh, what are the business results that need to be achieved in doing so. We talk about then the culture of the organization, what's the culture allow us to do, not allow us to do, uh, put things in perspective along those lines. And then lastly, we look at what's the maturity of the organization and how does that organization, is, are they ready to do different things? Because when you start to balance out all of those three pieces into your solutions, whether it's a, a HR process or whether it's a tool generation that you're putting out there, uh, those pieces that come through really shape the employee experience that, that they're going to receive. So, for instance, if you do something from an HR perspective that's not in alignment with producing strategic results, then most people are going to look at it and say, hey, we don't want to be here. Um, why are we doing this? Okay, so you have to have that strategic component to it there. If you're doing things that are just like totally alien to the, your culture, your speak, your um, language, how you treat people, what you do, uh, those types of different pieces there are going to be difficult for your workers to embrace any HR solution, whether it's process or tools. Uh, and it's important to keep in mind that as we go through this area where we need more talent and we need to focus on getting people through the door that are going to deliver results for us and stay with us and enjoy being there, they need to embrace our culture. 
Okay. And if we're not using that in our tool sets and our processes, then it's kind of a, well, it was hired for this, but I don't like this now. And so that it breaks that cultural aspect of it. And last is, are we asking them to do things that we're not mature enough to do? So I bring that up in the concept of some startups aren't ready to do some longer term, bigger um, talent management initiatives because they're still flying by the seat of their pants. Okay. They haven't thought through all the details yet. So, or if you have a low trust or in your organization, you put in a 360, all of a sudden it's like, oh, who's saying what about who? Um, and um, so put some things in there. So when you look at putting together um, your solutions and tools, you have to hit that employee experience. You need to focus on that because once you do and you line those pieces together, they're going to start producing results. They're going to do it in a way that makes them happy because it's part of their culture. They see it as a natural ebb and flow in their workday that they're participating in this. And then if it has the right maturity, they're going to see it as being ready for them to do it. Over time, your business needs change. Your strategy and your focus results may change a little bit. Your culture may shift as you do mergers and acquisitions. Different pieces may in fact impact those pieces that are there as well as the maturity may improve. So, and then you need to be agile and moving forward to, to go forward. So driving your business results. Okay. Um, if you do it in a way that it is a good experience for the employees, you're really going to keep them on board. You're going to keep them focused there. They're not going to see anything out of, out of alignment, so, so to say. So it's kind of what we're going to hit on in those 15 minutes. I'm going to be focused on, I'm going to be focused on the, uh, the aspect of, um, systems at that time versus just process but it's really around making sure that it's a fit for the group and the organization that you're working with and hopefully you know letting people know that just because it came with the financial package the hr tools came with the financial package they may not be the best fit for your organization because of uh, a lacking in certain areas that just totally negatively impacts that employee experience chris how do you think the emphasis on employee experience has changed as a result of the pandemic? Oh, great question, Bill. I think it's been really more of a focus. Um, you know, some of the research that I've just been looking at is that, you know, especially on the tool side is that like people don't want to be playing in tools that um, really don't have impact for them, that don't have focus, that aren't are culturally relevant or business relevant to them. So a lot of times we do in HR, do things out of compliance, which we'll still have to do, but it's how do we do it and how do we put it in place and how do we make it uh, a straight and focused um, activity is, is the question that's out there. Uh, the concept of experience right now, the employee experience is really one of the differentiators that each of us can enable and we have full control over it at the organization. So, um, you know, when you look back at it, whether you do exit interviews or not, you know, a lot of people are going to say, you know, for a lot of organizations, well, I got hired for one thing. I thought it was something and then I, it was different. And, you know, where I, I went through these kludgy activities and stuff like that. And so, if you know, if those from the pandemic, if those kludgy systems are there or those experiences that are not flattering to the organization are there, you may have a revolving door for a lot of people because they're like, well, this is just not really where I want to spend my time going forward. So I think it has, has risen in, in significance from the pandemic. It was there before for the sharp organizations that were really looking at that, that opportunity to, to gear and to gauge and to put things in place to make it easier for the employees to work on. But I think the pandemic has just uh, brought it higher to the, 
to the surface. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Um, right, so this is the first episode of season six, uh, and that, therefore it gives us a chance just to look ahead a little bit, Chris. What, what other events have you got coming up in 2023? Uh, any other plans or initiatives or announcements that you want to make about the, the year ahead? Yeah, it's great stuff. 2023 is looking to be a good year. I mean, you know, we're worried a little bit about the the discussions currently about, well, are we going to be entering into a bigger recession, recession and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, one of the best times to really refocus your, your efforts around managing your people is during a recession, because guess what? At some point in time, we're going to bounce out of a recession. So we need to be prepared. Your workforce needs to be prepared. You need to be able to look at, are we, do we have people enabled for us, our organization to be successful in a growth strategy that could be more rapid than not. So we hope that the, any recession doesn't last long. So that's why I'm looking forward to 2023 as being optimistic um, in that view and saying, Hey, it's a good time. So with that, I've got a couple conferences that I'll be speaking at. I will be speaking at another HRMI one that, but it'll be a U.S. based one on the East coast in February. And then I've got a couple more coming up through the year. You'll hear more about that as we go forward. I hope uh, along those lines, um, had the pleasure this last year of, of accompanying Bill down to Sherm. Uh, we didn't present, but we were able to move around and gather and glean a lot of great information from not only vendors, but also just to hear some of the speakers and brilliant things that they've had. So we're going to be able to integrate some of them into some of our seasons moving forward here as well. And so we hope to go back to Sherm again next year and, and to um, look for great opportunities for some people to express their strengths, their skills, their lifelong passion in, into our podcast here. But next year, we're looking at some some great people. We've got people coming in from UPS. We've got them from Bridgestone. We've got, we just did one of our sessions the other day with a great thought leader on disrupting um, yourself. She has a podcast too. We, you know, you'll hear more about that. She was a great, great talent that we had on with us that was there. We're going to have um, a managing director from Accenture with us. So, you know, and some other people that are, that are really going to be really good. So we're excited to have the, this caliber of individual come into our people in performance podcast. And again, um, if you can take these 15, 20 minutes and just listen to some of these ideas, maybe it's going to spur you into thinking about something differently or reaching out to our guest and, and contacting them and, and getting to know more about what they offer or what their thoughts are, or, you know, buying their book and, and trying to, to get your own life lessons out of what they presented. So I'm excited as we move forward, Bill. Me too, me too. And the awesome leader that Chris mentioned there is Whitney Johnson. Whitney is going to be our guest on episode two of season six. This is episode one of season six. So uh, uh, that'll be coming up very, very soon. And it's a pretty good conversation. Whitney's a very impressive person. She has like nearly 2 million followers on LinkedIn. That's how much people respect and follow her. Uh, Chris, before we wrap up, how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you and about Fidelo? Excellent. So you can go to fidelo.com. Um, F-I-D-E-L-L-O.com and see all the different offerings that we offer and some of the experiences that we've had along the way. It's, uh, you know, it's our obligatory website, but it's out there for you to take a look at just to see some of the depth of the experiences we have and the abilities that we have to move forward. So that's a fun one. Or, you know, connect with us on, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's kind of where we launch our podcast. Um, every uh, time we launch it, it's through the 
through LinkedIn, uh, as well as other services too, but it's kind of a primary one. So feel free to reach out to me in, in, on the LinkedIn account there as well. But uh, um, love to connect if, you, if you're listening and want to connect and know more or even just talk. It's always good. Thank you. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me for today to say, Chris, thanks very much for sitting that side of the table today. I look forward to our, our coming episodes where you and I are back, both back on the same side of the table and we're grilling somebody else. But for now, thanks very much for being my guest. Thank you, Bill. And I look forward to being on the other side of the table as well. So thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of the People and Performance Podcast. Follow us on social media and remember to subscribe.